You're listening to the Conference Talk podcast, where it's conference weekend every weekend. Each weekend, we discuss talks from the most recent general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. We share some insights, we make some connections, and hopefully have a bit of fun as we study the words of the men and women God has called to direct His church in these the latter days. I'm Shelby Stanfill. And I'm Kevin Stanfill. And this is episode 16, where we are talking about Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf's address entitled Daily Restoration. I'm excited. I'm super excited. It's good to be back on Conference Talk. Yes, we love Conference Talk. I hope you guys like Conference Talk, too. I mean, if you're here, that's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. And we're it's a super big blessing to be able to discuss Elder Uchtdorf's talk. He's always, I think, uh, he's definitely a fan favorite, right? Yeah, for sure. I always say that I'm his granddaughter because I like planes and analogies of planes. And so he does that. He says it all the time. I mean, he, he does it in this talk too, but with different example, not planes. So this talk, any insights or takeaways right away? Well, I mean, first things first, Elder Uchtdorf, he gives this um, analogy, I guess you will, of like staying on the path. And how it's actually pretty difficult when you don't have any guidance uh, to stay on the path. And, I mean, it immediately made me think of the iron rod. I mean, it doesn't get any more sure than having an iron rod that leads you directly to eternal life. Right? Yeah. We know that's the scriptures. And then if you want to dig a little bit deeper... It's, it's the, you know, correctly translated the fullness of the scriptures. So i.e., the book of Mormon, right? Yeah. I really like that. I, the reason I like that example in the beginning that he starts his talk off with, I mean, it's, it's research, like it's proven. Mm. Um, these people really thought like it says, despite their high confidence, uh, GPS data showed that they walked in loops as tight as 20 meters in diameter. So even though they were so confident that they were on the straight and narrow, right, they were really going in loops or veering off the path. They were right. not in the straight line. And so at the very end of this little section heading, my favorite thing he said is, whatever the cause, it is human nature. Without reliable landmarks, we drift off course. So it's just human nature for us to not be able to stay in a straight line unless we do have landmarks, which spiritually speaking, we have lots of landmarks we can look to, right? Right. And that's where he kind of goes in this talk. Um, well, something else that he brings up is that the, the tendency, and you, you said this too, the tendency to drift off the path is a human tendency. It's just mm-hmm. part of our nature. And it's, it's not our fault. It's, it's an affliction, right? It's a, it's a byproduct of the fallen world. Yeah. We just, we don't have that inbuilt, um, you know, navigation system. Now on the flip side, as 
baptized and confirmed members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we are holders or, or beneficiaries of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And that, you know, while it may not help you from walking in circles in dense uh, shrubbery, um, it does help you self-correct when you are, one, living in a way that you can hear the Holy Ghost promptings. And then two, if you are constantly trying to realign yourself, it's not just, hey, I'm, I'm living a good life. I must be getting the Holy Ghost promptings. It's also, he talks about it next, at least in my kind of lineup, he talks about this daily um, realignment to, to the right things to do, the right path. He, he does say, here's a quote from him. He says, most of the changes in our spiritual lives, both positive and negative, sorry, what you were saying, Kevin, mm-hmm. both flip, flip, flip sides of that, happens gradually a step at a time. So it is daily that we make these decisions that keep us on the straight and narrow or veer us off a little bit, even if it's just one step. Okay. But that one step can become another and another and another. And something else that he said, I don't know where it's at, but he said, if you want to change your day, then change the hour. That you, the way you're acting in that hour. Right. Or if you want to change your month, then change your days. Or if you want to change your year, then change your months. So the concept, as I just stated earlier, is daily little things add up to these big changes over years. Right. right? And I think that's the point he's getting at here is that this daily restoration needs to take place or else if we're not doing that spiritually, where are we going to veer off? Where are we going to end up? And that's not, I mean, I, I would hope that we all have the goal to strive to end up with our heavenly father and Jesus Christ and our families again, but there are so many little things there to distract us and take us off the path that it's important to have that daily renewal and daily restoration of our choices. We have a, we have a, an acquaintance, uh, in our ward, um, I won't mention him by name, but he always talks about how, you know, he gets busy. He's very service minded, but he always gets so busy and he finds himself, well, drifting off the path of service where, oh, I've got to get more work done. I've got to get um, my family stuff done. I've got to, you know, he's he's a very ambitious uh, businessman. And so he he talks all the time about realigning or like self-correcting. Right. And course corrections, course corrections. Right. I mean, I mean, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go there. The, the president of the church, president Nelson, he talks about, he talks about the course correction for the church, uh, ensuring that we're using the correct name of the church. Right. Mm -hmm. That was a very small thing. And I guess we, we don't want to jump too far, but in Elder Uchtdorf's address, he talks about small rudders, large ships. Yeah. To the at, from the perspective of the whole world, um, and even within the church, that was a very small thing. Like, why are we concerned about that? Don't we have bigger things to worry about? Well, the the church is very large, 
right? It's the kingdom of God. And this is a small little rudder that if we have it set in the wrong orientation, we could be going way off course, mm-hmm. right? We could go to the point where we're unrecognizable as the church of Christ. And I think, and this is just my personal opinion, I believe in the last days, the reality of our savior is going to come more and more into question mm-hmm. of, did he even really exist? It's just a bunch of made up stories. It's just a book, you know, you don't have the proof, whatever it is. And if we claim to be Christians, but keep using the name Mormons, how are people going to know that we believe in Christ and are defenders of him? And so I think it's very uh, insightful. Like I would say the family proclamation is very insightful, you know, past proclamations that have happened within the church and at the time. Why correct him? What or why state this? Why state that we believe this or put something out there? Well, because thirty years down the road, families are disintegrating, and we believe in families that they're essential to everything, to society too, right? Yeah. So, I just see that course correction too as as that like looking further down the road, obviously, because President Nelson is a prophet, seer, and revelator. A hundred percent. What I really like and what I want to kind of hone in on with what you're talking about, going back to Elder Uchtdorf's use of this, like the landmarks, he talks about what are the landmarks that we can use mm. when, when we don't have a literal iron rod leading us on, right? We have to, we have to come up with, um, well, guideposts, if you will. Well, he, he talks about scripture study and daily prayer, but I wanted to talk about like what you said was the proclamations they were given long ago or they're given kind of before their time. Right. We have to do that too. We have to set up these landmarks, these things in our homes and in our daily lives before they're really needed. We need to establish um, our discipleship long before it becomes a question of, well, am I gonna live this commandment? Am I going to uh, magnify my calling? Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I want to liken it to a little child. <laughs> when we teach a child how to pray, we practice in the home, mm-hmm. right? We, we practice with your parents and you teach them, you know, the beginning, dear heavenly father and how to end in the name of Jesus Christ. And they learn little by little, just the words. And then they start to put them together in sentences and then they start praying on their own. Right. So they're learning little tiny things. And then the big moment comes when they're in primary or they're in nursery Mm -hmm. and they're asked to say the prayer. Well, what can they look on? What can they, because they've been doing the daily things, they can now offer that prayer. And then who knows when they're, now they know how to pray. They've prayed in front of big groups of people or in front of a class. And now a trial comes in their life when they're 12, 13 years old and they need an answer. Well, they already have that habit of prayer. Mm -hmm. So they can then lean on that and increase, just keep increasing and keeping them on the path of that small, simple habit. It's doing multiple things. It's it's creating habits 
It's building a relationship. It's keeping them on the path and it's keeping them grounded. Right. So they know where they're going. Yeah. Along with heavenly father helping them. So Shelby. Yes, Kevin. Life gets a little bit busy. It sure does. Right. There's, there's a lot of demands on our time. What's one way that you make a daily restoration? That's a good question. Now, my first initial thought is I can do way better by doing daily restorations. Okay. I think everyone would say the same thing if that question was asked to you. However, I've learned something in my health coaching business. It's called containers, time containers. And when you set a time container for 10 or even 15 minutes of scripture study or that first thing in the morning, a a five-minute time container for prayer, and you know that's set in your day, literally go put it on Google Calendar and put prayer and then scripture time and then whatever your next container is. And don't let anything interfere with that container when you're doing it. When you're praying, you are all prayer. When you're studying, you are all study. When you're at work, you are all work, right? So I think time blocking or quote unquote containers is a way that I can get better daily restoration in and build that habit to keep me on the path and doing better. I really appreciate that. Do you have any suggestions on how to build a daily restoration into your life? So what you kind of described there was compartmentalization, right? Like Mm -hmm. understanding that when it's time for uh, scripture study, you're focused on scripture study and you're not letting yourself be distracted by incoming text messages or other things on your mind. And you, you do the same thing when you're working, you don't let other um, outstanding obligations start to weigh you down. And it, it, that's a very difficult thing to do. Like I, I will say this though. Sometimes a container can get interrupted by something that is more pressing and that's okay. Just move your container to a different part of the day. Hmm. Sure. Right? Fair enough. What I was going to say that, that I do, I set non-negotiables, mm. right? And I guess we're talking about the same thing, but it's, it's all a matter of perspective. So when I wake up in the morning, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I grab my phone because let's face it. We all grab our phone. All of us, by and large, first thing we do when we wake up is we grab the phone off the charger, right? Or we have to put it on the charger because we left it off <laughs> the night before and it's dead, right? But what I used to do is I used to grab the, the phone and, well, whatever my current favorite app was, I just hit it, right? I hit Facebook or I'd hit, you know, whatever. It might even be YouTube. I, I you know. It's my email. Yeah, it's very over the years and and it could be for you, your email. Um, And for someone else, it could be something something else. I digress. What I realized was I can't really get around this habit because all I'm going to do is go out and turn on the TV instead. Or I'm going to go and I'm going to find some way to plug in. It's just my nature. So instead, when I grab my phone in the morning, 
the first thing that I've trained myself to do is hit the Gospel Library app. And I read wherever we are in our Book of Mormon study for our Book of Mormon podcast that we do every week. <laughs> um, and I just read. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not getting anything out of reading because I'm still tired. Right? Right. And other times I can, I'm more alert. Can I pause right there? Yes. If that's a landmark, it doesn't matter how intently you're looking at the landmark or how much you're studying it, or if you're just glancing at it, at least you're looking at the landmark and you are moving forward. It's definitely keeping me headed in the right direction. Correct. Every day starting off, you know, and, and that's, that's my, that's my personal way of keeping myself aligned because when I start my day like that every day, it's, it's very helpful to me. And then I generally will just say a quick prayer to myself and then get up and get ready. Um, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the day is like set in stone. There's going to be other opportunities for, for me to make certain alignments. It can also be like self-correcting um, in the way that we think, right? I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> that a landmark on our spiritual journey can also be, be obstructed by our behavior. Mm. Um, maybe we're so we're so caught up in how we feel or what we believe about an issue that we're we can't even see what's in front of us. And then, as as if you know, the the mists of darkness are surrounding us, we're inevitably veering off path. Right. So veering off path, I want to go there for a second. This is at the very end of, well, it's, it's also at the beginning. <laughs> so at the beginning of his talk, it, the, the title is actually uh, straying from the path is mm-hmm. what it's called. And he gives an example of when he used to fly planes, he knew that he had to safely he had to make course corrections to safely land the aircraft onto the correct runway. Right. Um, and that's a really good section. I would encourage you to read it if you haven't already, but at the end, this is the point I want to say. Sometimes this falling away takes generations. Sometimes it happens in a matter of years or even months, but we are all susceptible. So even though we may be doing the right things constantly and trying to build those habits, that doesn't mean somewhere down the line we're not going to fall or we're not going to wander or be tempted or whatever it is. So he says, no matter how strong our spiritual experiences have been in the past as human beings, we tend to wander. That has been the pattern from the days of Adam until now. Now, all the way down to the end of his talk, he says, my beloved brothers and sisters, dear friends, we all drift from time to time, but we can get back on course. We can navigate our way through the darkness and trials of this life and find our way back to our loving Heavenly Father if we seek and accept the spiritual landmarks He he has provided, which one we've been talking about a lot on this podcast is prayer. And then he says, embrace personal revelation and strive for daily restoration. This is how we become true disciples of our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. So he acknowledges as he's giving this talk, that we will drift, we will wander, and that's okay. 
we just need to course correct, find the landmark that we're maybe lacking in, okay? Uh, Prayer, scripture study, church attendance, tithing, ministering, attending the temple, uh, I don't know, spending time with your kids, whatever, right? There's a lot of things that Heavenly Father asks us to do, but he wouldn't give it all to us if he didn't know that we could do it, right? And they're small little things in our lives. Well, you and Elder Uchtdorf said it a lot better than I did. That's what I was trying to get across for like <laughs> seven minutes. And y'all summed it up real well. So thank you. <laughs> hey, it's not me. It's the spirit. <laughs> we always pray for the spirit to guide us, right? Right. Thank the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Any last thoughts? No. I think we, we did it. I think so too. I would just invite everyone to who is listening to really apply this talk in your life. And I'm going to do this. Find a way to set those containers or find something to make sure you have those non-negotiables in your schedule that are going to keep your landmarks where you can see them and straight on the path. I think that's how we would apply this talk. Now, maybe you were inspired to do something else. Please do that. Please act on it. And let us know. Reach out to us. Right? So... Thanks for listening to another episode of the Conference Talk Podcast, where we discussed Elder Uchtdorf's address, Daily Restoration. If you like this episode, give us a five-star rating. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. And YouTube and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and Audible and TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Facebook. Yes, and everywhere you get podcasts. You can find links to all our platforms on our website, conferencetalk.org. Some other cool stuff at conferencetalk.org is everything. So definitely go check that out. Um, You can check us out, Shelby and Kevin, at christcenteredconversations.org where you can find our Book of Mormon podcast, a weekly podcast where we dive deep into the scriptures. And as always, we do appreciate new followers, but it's even better to follow the prophet and the apostles themselves. Bye, y'all. Bye.